And hello out there, all you Lasso-holics, and welcome back to Peanut Butter and Biscuits, your Ted Lasso fan cast for the Front Row Network on NPR Illinois. And guys, look, we always try to tease you, all right? But you see the title. You know what's about to happen today. Um, it is another amazing interview we're bringing you here. I'm Jeremy Geckner, and as always here with me, my co-host, Craig McFarland. What's up, Wait, man? I yeah, I had to get out the mo- get the mothballs off because yeah, know, we're coming right? out of where, hiatus. Where have we been? <laughs> Somebody's oh, been. We have been very busy somewhere. podcasting other properties. I was but, about to say uh, no. Wait, it was uh, the careers of She-Hulk and House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power that have been keeping us hostage. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that D twenty three Expo is also this yeah, week. Also, and so <laughs> at the time that this releases, my Disney brain is going to be uh, going wild. But it's been really fun to take a little bit of a break. We thank you to all of our listeners for allowing us to do that. You've all been so supportive, particularly in the social media and in the peanut butter and biscuits Facebook group. So if you're not part of that group, for sure, definitely join because we're going to be starting to talk a bit about uh, everything that's coming out with season three. But then also they're the first ones to know about these interviews. I'm about to go post in there right after we're done here about the interview that we are going to be releasing today. I did want to mention something else as well. We do sometimes get asked if we ever would have merchandise and uh, We will now have merchandise. And first of all, it's wild to me that anybody would want to wear a peanut butter and biscuits shirt, but we do have that coming. We are Pat. We are partnering with my good friend and Jeremy's good friend, Patrick Russell at Reverie Apparel. And they're a local shop here in Springfield. He is willing to do whatever kind of print you want, whatever kind of shirt you want. And then also he's going to ship it out to you and everything else. So we really do hope that you consider supporting his business and also supporting the podcast as well. So we will leave a link for that in the show notes going forward here. If you want to pick up some merchandise, we have a great shirt that Jeremy designed and he it has the Tedisms as a definition, right, sir? That's right. The official definition of Tedism. You can wear that all over the place. Everyone knows uh, the language you're using and why you keep using it for the last three years. <laughs> but uh, we also do have our standard logo uh, shirt there um, with uh, the brilliant logo designed by uh, John Garcia. Um, so you will want to get that. They're just really fun. They're really good. You support local businesses, um, our local businesses, I guess. Um, but, um, you know, uh, more than just like a con- conglomerate shirts company or something but yeah so you can get those um and of course um another announcement uh, or did we tell them where to get them yet <laughs> i i we we did tell them to go to reverie apparel we're gonna there have a link go. down below i do like that i pitched it to you and immediately you credited the artist john garcia because mm-hmm. you know how important that is john came to us early on in the oh, show yeah. and he does some great work and so uh definitely want to blow him up he's in the peanut butter and biscuits group i bet if you wanted to get lassoized like Jeremy and I did, he might hook you up with that. So definitely check out for sure. Definitely. And then the only other announcement is that, of course, we are coming up a couple days away now from the Primetime Emmy Awards. Our boys in uh, AFC Richmond are nominated for the most awards um, for the second year in a row, but the competition has gotten pretty stiff. So we are going to be covering the Emmys in the aftermath on the Front Row Network main feed. Of course, we are part of the Front Row Network. Um, And so if you want that, you can go over there. If there's like a bunch of lasso wins, we'll probably drop it in this feed too. But if you're looking for that uh, come next week, it will probably be in the front row network feed so head your butts on over to there and you can hear our thoughts on the emmys and hopefully we have some ted lasso wins to talk about 
For sure. Now, what do we have coming up beyond that? We are actually falling in love with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney all over again. Welcome to Wrexham is the perfect bomb to put over yeah. that scar that is you waiting for season three of, of Ted Lasso. So definitely go and check that out. We're going to be doing kind of a special episode talking about that show and just really looking forward to that discussion as well. We also were approached by Coach Beard's Book Club, which is a great yes. podcast. And those ladies, asked us if we would want to do a book discussion. And of course we said yes. And so you all in the Facebook group picked out what we would be going for. And so this month you're supposed to read, this is a homework assignment to people. (laughs) You were supposed to read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and we will be discussing it with those ladies in early October. So you'll get that as well. I I think that that's everything I needed to promote today before we get out of the way for Jeremy Swift to talk to them about how great Leslie Higgins really is. Yeah, they're already yelling at us uh, on the (laughs) podcast feed so um all right everyone without further ado here is our discussion with leslie higgins himself mr jeremy swift all right everyone peanut butter and biscuits fans it's here it's happening guys he is here jeremy swift is here live on the show jeremy thank you so much for being here and again we said it beforehand but join the jeremy cool club just thank you for being here <laughs> well I only, I only agree to do this interview if, if there's uh, jeremy involved so um, oh of course yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm um I'm, I'm I'm enjoying. I can't speak now. I'm enjoying your uh, Lynchian curtains behind uh, you. Yes, yes, the very David Lynchian curtains. I tried to get that nice depth of feel focus thing, but I couldn't get it. Um, so we'll just draw on that one. Um, but again, uh, we are just so excited to have you here, Jeremy. And of course, I just want to start with something very easy because we are literally days away from the primetime Emmy Awards, two years in a row now. Uh, Ted Lasso has, of course, uh, been uh, the top nominated show in the comedy category and there are so many nominations again this year um i know you guys had so much fun at the ceremony last year the videos were hilarious um and of course you're gearing up for season three to release but what are you guys how are you guys feeling about the emmy awards coming up um well you know very honored and um excited you know um we're all going out for um because <laughs> we're still filming we're going out for like two days <laughs> one of my shortest trips to uh well la uh, well anywhere ever um so that's going to be um you know quite weird and I, I noticed last year in all the pictures that nick mohammed uh did did that because he had family commitments and <laughs> In all the group pictures, he basically looks like the dormouse, the sleeping dormouse, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland's part, Mad Hatter's Tea Party. He looks asleep. So we're all going to look like that this yeah. year. <laughs> well, you just got back from a couple of FYC events, too, out in L.A. So you've had a busy kind of summer promoting and filming and doing all of this, right? Yeah, there's a bit of that going on as well. Yeah. Um, And there will be, uh, I would imagine, a lot more for um, the end of the year when, you know, we start uh, when we start doing all that stuff for season three. Um, Obviously, I'm (laughs) I'll get a huge um, smack bosom from Apple TV Plus if I give away too much. And in fact, I don't know stuff as well. So that's quite easy to uh, go along with. Um, But yeah. Yes, no, I did go out um, to to L.A. and um, yeah, I had some very nice meetings and yeah, had some fun. Yeah, that's great. And we won't try to pry. We promise that we're no, not going to we, get you in trouble at all. Tahib and uh, Nick has smacked us down. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're not getting anything. <laughs> 
You know, <laughs> I, I wonder though, when we started to think about uh, getting the opportunity to talk to you, one of the things that kept coming up to me is that going into Ted Lasso, you were one of the most sort of experienced film and television actors in the cast, maybe other than Jason. And so I'm wondering if you were sort of in a mentor role or did you ever find yourself kind of in that role, especially with some of the new uh, players that were on the pitch in particular, because these are a lot of actors that maybe this is one of their first opportunities. Do you ever find yourself in that kind of role? Um, what you mean, people coming to ask me stuff or um, I not, not particularly. I mean, you know, with um, inexperience and youth comes a brash confidence as well <laughs> uh, with people. So um, no, I but but sweetly some of the uh, some of the younger guys, you know, like Christo and some of the footballers, they said, "Oh, we've just checked out your videos on IMDb and do you you know you the stuff you've done and all that kind of thing." And it was which was very sweet and and very flattering and also made me feel very old. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, I am. Um, no, I think I think there's a kind of nod to the fact that I've been around for a bit. Um, um, but I, no, I didn't sit down and have kind of, um, you know, acting classes that I ran <laughs> um, between scenes. Um, uh, no, it, but, you know, what can I say? Everybody's got a different experience. You know, I mean, Juno has been around since she was a kid. So she's although she's only like 30, 31, she's. She's had a couple of decades worth of experience on camera in big situations. So, you know, she's got her own uh, sort of set of experiences that that have led her to where she is. And she's just incredible. Uh, and, and Hannah as well. She's, mm -hmm. you know, she's played, she's done a lot of television and, um, and but played huge leads in the yeah. West End. I mean, she's. She is adored and revered, uh, you know, in the theater world in London and on Broadway as well. I came to know a bit about her during her time in Spamalot. I had the opportunity to play Patsy uh, in a production around here. And it's just incredible. The uh, amazing vocal quality that she has, everything about her is just uh, just wonderful. So absolutely. That's so great. Now, I want to talk about a bit about in addition to your passion for acting and uh, also for being on the, the screen, you have such a passion for your music as well. And I'm wondering if we can chat a little bit about this because you actually are going to be releasing some additional music here in the very near future. And I I'm wondering if one, we can go ahead and play a clip of your latest music video that will be coming out. But also, I, I kind of want to get that story about your family and your upbringing and about how you were able to uh, come to this passion for acting and music and just the arts in general. Oh, sure. Um, I, yeah, my parents were teachers and they both were musicians. They were very, they were kind of into Amdram and doing Gilbert and Sullivan and stuff like that. And my mum, she made a record when she was like 16. You know, there was a kind of, um, there was a guy came, came to town, you know, I will record your voice. And, you know, it's like, a, you know, one of these kind of not snake oil sort of salesman, but, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and she was a sort of known um, up and coming contralto in the area. Um, so, um, yeah, I got that from my mum and dad. They were um, my dad was 
he really got into things like uh, into synthesizers when um, I was about 10. And um, we used to make, um, <clears throat> there used to be a magazine called Practical, well, Practical Wireless and Practical Electronics. And we used to make um, up circuits. You could send away for these uh, circuits like white noise units and ring modulators. Um, uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, a ring modulator, if you've ever seen the Daleks, Doctor Who, the, blah, 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 mm-hmm. that thing, <laughs> and the, the distortion that can do. So we'd, you know, put a, plug a mic into that and, and sort of mess around with things. And then uh, we did end up buying a sort of kit synthesizer from somebody, but um, <laughs> it only played like one note. Um, <laughs> We could never fix it. So just, wah, wah. I think it went up about half a tone, you know. Uh, so, so all I could do was change the effect. So, um, but um, yes, so I, I was brought up in that kind of um, uh, sort of mad 70s world of, you know, art kits and music teachers and my mum and dad having uh, choirs, practices in our front room and, yeah, it was, um, of course, I mean, when you're a kid, you think that's, <laughs> that's normal. That's, uh, you know, and it's only in retrospectively that you sort of think, well, that's quite a unusual kind of, um, and, you know, formative kind of experience to have had that, really. Um, so, I, yeah, I, and then, of course, I annoyed them by getting into um, The Clash and The Sex Pistols when I was about 17. They were like, oh, no, what are you doing? What's you to your hair? <laughs> Uh, etc and um uh yeah so that was that was uh that was what they did for me really and i'm forever you know uh, appreciative of it and i did music lessons when i was a kid you know violin and piano and all that kind of thing um you know little exams and all that sort of stuff and i think they thought that i was going to me my dad i remember saying you know oh, i'd love to see you in the, the front desk of the London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> and, uh, you know, part of me thought, that's never going to happen. I'm going to be in a rock group, Dad. So suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but then, of course, you know, I started to, um, uh, you know, once I'd started jobbing as an actor, it's quite hard to, to sort of, which I did, I, I did form a band, but it was just really hard to keep it going. Mm. Um, um, which is why eventually, many years later, I've ended up doing a lot of stuff on my by myself, just because it's it's um, convenient, really, um, and the technology is there to make it expedient as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have it, what, what's incredible about it is that you do put all of this together really on your own. It's the musical talent. I, you know, my son actually just started piano lessons last week, actually with Jeremy's. With uh, my wife. So, wife. yeah. So, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Your, your uh, whole comment. Really great. Uh, yeah. Your comments about like growing up with music in the house are making me very self conscious right now about what <laughs> my son is thinking about me because there's literally never music not happening in our house. Oh, right wow. Now. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
he did start singing like a kid song the other day. I was like, man, you've got good pitch already, kid. Like we got to wow. keep it going. <laughs> oh yeah. You want to try and check him out. Just see if you can recognize a note, you know? Exactly. And he did it. Like, he did it all by himself too. I was like, wow. Okay. I guess we really do got to keep you going <laughs> some lessons here. Um, but oh, yeah. I think it was like a Paw Patrol song or something. So, you know, not exactly Stravinsky or something like that. I will say, uh, I will say that, you know, if I, even if it's a dream of mine for my son to be in the front seat of an orchestra, uh, if they if he ends up being an Emmy nominated actor, I probably will be OK with that as well. <laughs> yeah, those, those check out. Yeah. Well, you know, parents, they've always got something going on. Oh, shame about the front desk, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So, Jeremy, this new video, uh, Wonderland, is coming out directed by the Hadley Brothers. Um, we're going to play a little clip of it here. Um, I got to say, I got so many questions about this. I want to ask you. Um, so let's just see uh, if we can get some good music uh, clippage going here uh, with a little clip here from Wonderland. Wonderland. That is Wonderland, everyone, by Jeremy Swift. <laughs> That's a little snippet. We're not giving you everything. Craig and I have been lucky enough to see the whole thing, but we are only giving you a snippet. Um, Jeremy, this is this is insanely awesome music here because, and I, I'm getting, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm like such a huge like Peter Gabriel type of music fan, and I'm getting big like Peter Gabriel vibes off of this. Am I close? Am I close on like inspiration? Like what inspired the sound of this song? You know what? I most Americans think that I sound like Peter Gabriel, which <laughs> I don't. Um, uh, I, I am. A, I do like Peter Gabriel. I, I, I don't. You know, and there's lots of singles that are, I think he's a fantastic singer as well. He's he's really he really was into soul, really. You know, oh, yeah. really, you know, when you look back. But um, uh, my inspiration really th throughout the years has been kind of art pop. Mm. Um, um, who, if anybody's stepped outside of the zone and been um, just just mixed it up a little bit, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, although I do like rootsy stuff, I like stuff that makes you think, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> from, um, you know, glam stuff like Roxy and Bowie to, to Bjork and, yeah. and Radiohead, um, um, things that, you know, People who just juxtapose things and and use technology in a new way, and I suppose vocally, um, I've like well, I, I've loved uh, I've loved a lot of people like baritone singers like Scott Walker, Bowie, mm. and Neil Hannon from the Divine Comedy, who I just yeah. two nights ago, wow, what an amazing talent he is. Um, uh, so partly because it's you know it's it's easy to sing <laughs> to sing along. Um, if somebody's doing a, I, I can't generally sing along. Um, so uh, I think that's what I kind of trained my voice to do a little bit. So um, th those are the kind of inspirations. Um, um, and but when I I try and do something new myself, and this particular track, I didn't have vocals for it for a long time, and the the bottom end of it really 
um, it probably doesn't sound like it, but it really sounded like grime. Mm. You know, it was quite um, it's quite a, a, a dirty kind of rhythm thing that was going on at the bottom end. And then I, I think I, I just stuck a few fat synths in there and changed it up. And then I and then I um, overdubbed my voice like a gazillion times. <laughs> there are something like um, 35 vocal tracks on it. Wow. And there, there are that, that my my um, producer um, Mark Warman, who has worked with the late Scott Walker um, and done string arrangements, he's just so incredibly clever, and he knows every facet of uh, Logic Pro X, you know, which is the uh, the system we use, and um, and he's just mixed it to a T because he, he he you know he would say between gritted teeth, there are 127 tracks on this. I just keep <laughs> discovering something something else. What's this? Playing that track in isolation. I go, oh my god, I I can't remember that bit. But... I remember that one, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's all part of the texture, Mark. Um, so. Um, yeah, so it's it's had a lot of work over, you know, I think I did the bottom end and, and a lot of the instrumentation like pre-pandemic and then uh, just, it's just built and built and become this huge thing. <laughs> That's so great. And I'm wondering if you can talk a bit about the symbolism that comes not only from the song, but also then the music video. I, I get a lot of vibes of sort of consumerism and sort of that because sure. is that kind of what you're going for or am i totally well, the, off yeah, base here yeah i think i think really the 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 lyrics were um uh, i always find it difficult to talk about yeah. <laughs> like what was i thinking again uh, but <laughs> I, I guess it's kind of like the disparity between you know, worlds where um, trouble-torn worlds uh, where there are people are herded back into their, you know, uh, shell-shot houses by drones, and um, and you know the, this kind of first world of Jeff Bezos and the biggest extremities of wealth and poverty that we've almost ever had, mm. um, and you know, sort of intimating that maybe the you know the the wealthy world isn't quite what would think it would be you know um so i've, I've kind of got um, and and the video sort of touches on that with a kind of um people just sort of casually <laughs> lying in a in a in, in rubbish um and um you know and and some craziness in there it, it it's a kind of visual pull in for, i think as much as any um but yes that's what i'm sort of going for and hopefully just a chorus that people will remember <laughs> <laughs> now before i know that jeremy's going to start uh, trans uh transitioning us back to some more lasso questions and things before we do that do you have a release date for uh the new albums that will be coming out everything can you tell us a bit about that uh the album i'm going for the third of february and this oh, single this single will be coming out on the 14th of october yeah. so it'll be on all um good platforms soon which is always a strange image isn't it just thinking of audio on <laughs> a train platform <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah so there we go <laughs> yeah you can you can 
you can dig it and listen to it and possibly buy it if you <laughs> all three go do all three everyone <laughs> dig it buy it and listen um uh all right well yeah again uh, i'm setting my own calendar right now just so you know october 14th um okay so um to get back to uh ted lasso just a little bit um you know this past season uh was so great we had so much fun um, with this last season and it was clear you guys did too but uh you know craig and i go back and forth but mostly we settle on our favorite episode of season two was rainbow which of course was very special for oh, wow. you getting to film with your uh, wife, Mary. Um, so, you know, did you have like kind of like that significance of that, like before you shot, like, do you still look on it very fondly after now as you're in season three? Uh, we we do. And and again, this this is from you guys, you lovely fans uh, who, are, you know, I just I'm I was just amazed that people got into that episode so much. Um, it, it, was, yeah. it was really, really touching. Um, Mary and I had to, for that little moment, we had about 20 minutes at the end of the day. And, you know, it, you know, uh, it was one of those rare things where two actors, because it was in still we were still in pandemic pandemic mode pandemic mode <laughs> uh, 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 so you know there was a lot of you know the director said oh you two can actually touch and kiss and i said well we could have sex if you like but you know <laughs> um but um so and yeah we were just in a stadium and we we literally it was the end of the day and Ted Lasso is very tight on uh, union rules, which is very cool. Um, finishing at seven and we started filming it at about 22 minutes to seven with a lot of uh, essays there. So, um, uh, you know, it was a kind of rush thing and we just thought, well, I hope that works. But yeah, everybody, uh, and the people's reaction to that episode was just so touching and so adorable. I think one of the, um, the great things about because you sort of forget slightly forget about that moment because I think mostly it's about Roy that mm -hmm. um, that that section at at the end of the uh, the episode which is so deftly put together with the song mm -hmm. um, everything every visual thing works like I think you towards the end you closes in on Nick Mohammed and. And, it, and there's this with the, with the song, there's a psychedelic kind of fade out. And there's like some crazy violins that sound a bit Hitchcock, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, which just match with Nick's, you know, Nate's mad fury that he's building for that that character. It's just so well put together. These people really know what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> I think you guys should keep going with this thing. <laughs> Quite good. You know, there. Um, so many of my favorite scenes revolve around Leslie and especially yeah. the the time in the house uh, during Carol the Bells. And it's almost like you're our conscience. You're our Jiminy Cricket throughout this uh, show. And it's like every now and then you just drop these bits of knowledge on us as an audience. But also you're going through this trans transformation because at the beginning you were kind of quiet and you didn't really know your place uh, in trying to uh, work with Rupert and and with Rebecca. And so I'm just wondering if there are moments that you will take away from the set uh, that are some of your favorites that you will be looking at back fondly when Ted Lasso is over. Um, well, I loved in the first season doing the uh, the cake dance scene. Yeah. Um, which um, was just so such great fun. And they shot it forever 
because Zach Braff directed that episode and he just wanted to keep shooting it. <laughs> and I kept having to eat very, very sugary cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised I've got any teeth left. Um, but I love I love doing that. And when you look, well, I, I look back on it about a year ago, and I and I and you can see that Jason is laughing as Jason Sudeikis in it. So which is um, you know great. I'd, I'd love to make somebody who's that talented laugh. Um, but yeah, um, doing that doing that episode with Mary was just so great because you know there were scenes where we we're <laughs> in the background just cutting up carrots or something like that, and whilst you know there was the kids or Tahib doing a scene or and. I just thought, wow, this is just like being at home, but with the, <laughs> with the camera crew. Um, so it, yeah, that was, uh, and we were, you know, we would just sort of chat as 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 we were, we, we would at home. It was, it was, it was like, oh, should we move? Should we swap places? Because I think that you know, the, the, you know. Uh, so that was a sort of unique bit of fun. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And well, you know, uh, of course, Ted Lasso is a show about uh, football. So um, I've had a Premier League team for a very long time. I am a Tottenham Hotspur guy. I have been for a very long time. Uh, we recently adopted Craig into the English Premier League. He got to choose his own team for the first time this year. He chose Nottingham Forest. That's fine. We're not bitter, um, but um, that is his team. Now. They're like the most Ted Lasso team. <laughs> they just got promoted to the Premier League and oh, uh, they got yeah, the the. I just think immediately I'm a, you know, I'm an ignorant American over here, Jeremy. So I immediately go to Robin Hood. So, I mean, come on, sure, of like, course, of course I'm going to pick Nottingham for it. <laughs> well, and I can't, I can't really speak too much because I chose Tottenham back in college because I was in a production of My Fair Lady, which of course takes place a lot in Tottenham. So I, my reasoning wasn't exactly like sporting or anything like that, but I've stuck with it since then. But uh, Jeremy, do you have a premier league team that you call your own? Well, I have to say, and I don't know whether you know this, but, <laughs> Nick, Mohammed, and I are the people, well, and Hannah as well, to be honest, are the people who are completely ignorant about football. <laughs> this is never, what I was wondering. <laughs> you know, I was asked quite early on by Brendan, you know, when we when I first met him, he sort of said, Do you like and do you like football? Because you know, the whole thing really stems from Brendan. And uh, I went, you know, I have to say, not at all. <laughs> Which he, you know, laughed his head off about. But I think if I had to choose. It would be between Middlesbrough because that's the nearest big team to where I'm actually from in the Northeast or all Liverpool, because I just love the people and the city of Liverpool. Mm. So, um, and, and, and of course they're a legendary team. <laughs> <laughs> they're also quite good. <laughs> yeah, Quite reasonable team with a bit of a history. Uh, yeah. So that's- yeah, that's who I'd plump for. That's great. That's great. Uh, now I've talked to, we've had the chance to talk to so many of your castmates and our listeners are sick of hearing this, but uh, during the pandemic, I found two things as therapy. I found running and I found Ted Lasso. Um, I was able to go out and kind of just be able to uh, take it on my own and clear my head. I've actually lost about uh, 70 pounds and now I'm training what? for my first marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm wondering, it's interesting to me, and I almost think I know the answer to this, uh, but do you have ways of clearing your head? Your show focuses so much on mental health. Is there ways that you go about uh, your own mental health? Uh, well, I... The one thing that we could do was walk. So, um, and of course it became, uh, I don't know what, how, whether it was the same for you guys, but 
it was discovering new places in London because if you would walk in the park, it was basically like uh, a, a prison, uh, you know, walk. You know, it's just literally like it was. It was the parks were so rammed. Mm. So um, it was really it was a challenge to do that. And I found playing music, you know, playing my bass or playing the piano, uh, you know, just focusing on getting um, runs and scales right, you know, just took my mind off um, off the whole thing, you know, because it was such a pressure, wasn't it? It was such a, you know, what you there, there didn't seem, we like to solve things. We like to work out how to, deal with things and just it seemed unsolvable yeah you know? um mm-hmm. apart, but you know apart from will these vaccinations work um mm-hmm. how long will it take blah blah blah, blah. uh it, yeah. it was like constantly scrolling that news for any oh. updates and you know i think the one one of the good things at least for myself personally that came out of that was that focus on your own mental health and you're trying to uh put yourself in a better space and as i mentioned uh you and your castmates were a huge part of that journey for me and so i really do appreciate that um certainly and it's it's continuing on uh to this day which i think is is maybe one of those good things that potentially came out of a horrific situation so um so thank you oh well that's you know uh, you know that, that that was a big thing and when i i still find um i'm very honored that people say that and uh, and and i and i get it too you know and of course we as you know the show that wasn't the the intention of the show of course and then and the world was a, a, quite a shitty place before that happened anyway um but um yeah i I, i'm so i'm so glad it did that for people and i I can't believe that our time is already fleeting uh with you but we do have a couple of last questions jeremy you want to take it away yeah so you know of course um most of this uh most of the critical consensus you might have heard this is that uh this is Probably our last year uh, with our beloved AFC Richmond. Um, all of us are, you know, in a dead panic that that might be true, um, of <laughs> course. But, um, you know, we have uh, wanted to ask everyone, though, like the show has been such a phenomenon. And, you know, as you said, right place, right time and right message. And it's resonated so well. Like, what do you hope to take away from it? What do you think is next for you after the massive success of Ted Lasso? Uh, you mean career wise? Sure. Uh, or, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just a person. As, as a person, um, I think. Um, well, you kind of have to be um, a, a good ambassador for the show, and that has just made me um, just think about you know what the, the times when I can be a bit disparaging about stuff, and is it worth being negative? Mm. And it's it's kind of focused me a little bit because so many people waste their energy on on just taking things down. And, you know, we live in a constantly um, polarizing, divisive world and it's very easy to be drawn into it. And mm. and you have to work at not being drawn into it, but yeah. but it's worth it. Um, so I think um, I think that's what I w- w- will take away from it as a as a person and i hope that i can hold on to that you know yeah well that that 
you just got me <laughs> really bad there because that's that's where I was uh, pandemic wise. And this show definitely helped me to be like, just let it go. Just, you know, play with yeah, your yeah. Kids a little bit. <laughs> you know? Do you um, take, um, you know, you mentioned that that message. Do you take things? So my wife, uh, huge Downton Abbey fan, she would uh, kill me if I didn't mention that. Uh, and then, of course, I'm a huge Disney guy. In addition to Ted Lasso, I podcast about Disney. So you being in Mary Poppins Returns was like, oh, my gosh, you know, is there is there pieces of those characters that you try to carry with you or is this something kind of special to Leslie Higgins? Um, I, I, I think it is. I think it is to do with the show as well. Um, my um, character in Downton was um, very convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> quite a sour person you know and I, who I really enjoyed playing but it's not somebody I would like to keep any remnants of you know <laughs> or dwell on particularly I think he was probably uh you know a, a wannabe authoritarian uh sprat and um but you know was thwarted by having uh, the ultimate smart ass uh, authoritarian <laughs> as his boss um but but just on a personal level, I love you know I, I was very proud to have been brought into that show, mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, and with the with the Mary Poppins that meant a lot to me because I you know so old that I was a very small kid when it came out so uh, you know meeting Dick Van Dyke and being in a scene with him mm. was. Mm. I, 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 incredible and even you know Colin Firth you know said you know you know you do, you sort of not get blasé but you know you know it's inevitable uh, that you will work with known people mm -hmm. at a certain, uh, to a certain extent um but m meeting him was was dreamlike you know um yeah. and, and the fact that he was uh, you know, he was so easy to talk to and, you know, would burst into song and stuff. <laughs> um, just, just as delightful as you would imagine, you know. That's so great. That's, that's just an incredible takeaway from that job. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, well, Illinois native, uh, you know, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Wow, yeah. He's from he's from a couple of hours to uh, to what the east of us, to the east actually, of us, so. yeah, where we are right now. Um, well, you know, we've had so much fun with you here, Jeremy. Um, you know, we we have to we have to get a little sh uh, shameless self promotion here in uh, because when we first interviewed Tahib, he mentioned to Nick uh, that he should come on. Nick mentioned to us that you should come on. So um, go ahead. I know you're wanting to. I know you've been waiting for it to to nominate somebody else from the cast to come on Peanut Butter and Biscuits. So open. Form, whoever you want to invite on for them you gotta get hannah on haven't you there we oh, go my gosh we are such musical theater nerds you can't even oh my god broadway. we would literally talk broadway nothing ted lasso yeah, if she uh yeah we would oh my gosh that would be amazing so oh, yeah oh it's, okay we'll try we'll we will try we'll our try. best we'll try now we've got the jeremy swift endorsement there you go <laughs> <laughs> and then our we do have a final question that we like to ask people, and that is that you do hundreds of these types of interviews through junkets and through everything else that you do. Um, and I wonder if there's ever uh, either some kind of message or a story that you want to talk about, but you're never able to, you're never asked about it. So we wanted to just provide kind of an open forum for you if there's some kind of message or story you'd like to leave us with. Oh my gosh, I am, um, yeah, wow. 
I I don't have one off my. I I just I I'm so boring. I talk about music. Oh, you are not boring. <laughs> that's that's what I, that's what I do. Um, uh, you know, I I don't I don't think there's anything I can really plug here apart from you know just go out and be be great to people. You know, even if they're a bit grumpy, <laughs> take the lead. <laughs> that's so great. I mean, you are uh, truly the the character that you play and then also just seeing your passions for the arts it, it means an awful lot to a lot of people so thank you for your creativity and art because that's what we need we need those people out there that are out there going onto the stage i know we didn't bring it up but i know that your first acting uh job was in a penitentiary bringing art to people that need it maybe at their most darkest hour and so just Thank you for everything that you've done in your career and you continue to do. Oh, wow. That's so kind. Thank you. I'm welling up now. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, best of best wishes uh, at the Emmys this weekend. It's going to be incredible to watch. Uh, and, you know, I, I know that they had the Creative Arts Emmys and Mel uh, and AJ are now uh, closely becoming friends or quickly becoming friends. And uh, we, you know, I know that they did not take home the Emmy this year, but yeah, they're going to get it next year. We're sending so. some angry tweets out to the television academy. <laughs> believe you me. <laughs> but thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you for your time today, sir. An absolute pleasure. You have a great day. So, Craig, we're going through these lists of these Ted Lasso actors now, and um, he he nominated Hannah, and we're just going to continue pushing that into the ground. So, Hannah, if you want us to stop bugging <laughs> you on social media, or more appropriately, your PR reps, um, just, you know, say yes. Just come on. Come on. We, we want to talk Broadway. That's it. You know, we'll ask a Lasso question, but we want, really just want to pick your Broadway brain. I, I'll tell you what, the musical theater geek in me uh, would be something else. She recently said trust the musical theater people and mm -hmm. that a lot of these actors are starting to come off the West end and immediately onto our television and movie screens and just blowing it out of the water. And so it would be great to get a chance to talk to her. It's also great to talk to Jeremy about his music and his passion for music. We had just a short time with him today, but it was so great to be able to discover uh, and see that passion sort of in his face when he got to talk about his new album that will be coming out next year, February, third and then also his music video for wonderland that you'll all be able to see on october 14th we got a sneak peek of <laughs> it <laughs> um yeah it's gonna be awesome make sure you go and download that so yes we got a, a great preview uh make sure that you go out and support jeremy's music um it is awesome it is you know out there and there's, there's it is really fun okay so just make sure you go and support that um and of course uh you know we're just going to continue doing these we don't know exactly when season three is going to drop but look we're getting close to a trailer time uh we would be thinking so make sure that you are continuing to pay attention to peanut butter and biscuits uh craig where can they find us online man of course, we've promoted it a bunch of times with the Peanut Butter and Biscuits Facebook page. That's a great way to actually interact with us. And then, of course, you can follow us on PBBFRN. And I just want to say thank you to Jeremy for his time and his talent. It's just uh, so amazing to get these. He really has so many acting credits to his name. And I know that he has a bright future ahead of him as well. And then to also get to chat with him about his music. It was just a really great conversation today. I'm so grateful to him. And then I, I'll make my plea as well, Jeremy. Hannah, come on, come on. We'll, yep, we will yep, just come on. We'll be so nice. We'll talk musical theater. 
We'll talk everything. She's got a new podcast coming out as well. We'll yeah. We'll talk about every all of we'll, it. We'll plug it all. You need our listeners. No, yeah. <laughs> <You're analyzing. laughs> no, no, she um, doesn't at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna go Stephen King with this. Uh, Andre Leno's Storm of the Century. Just give us what we want, and we'll go away. All right. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all we'll take. Um, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. As always, look for those things that are coming up that we will be on. And again, if you want any more from Craig or I, we're all over the Front Row Network. He's gonna be talking D23. I'm on every week talking She-Hulk and. Uh, the uh, house of the dragon so um there's tons of stuff out there so thank you very much everyone uh for listening um as always i'm jeremy geckner i'm craig mcfarland and as always folks be a goldfish, be a goldfish. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.